Sup, you've reached Clarissa. I'm out somewhere being da bomb and can't answer. My bad. <laughs> Leave me your name number and a sweet message and I'll hit you up later. Peace. Hey, it's Amelia. And Sherrick. You told us to call and let you know what we're doing. We're, we get your voicemail almost every week at this point. Oh, well, I guess we'll leave you a message about what we're up to and our pop culture thoughts of the week, and hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. It's almost as if we had a podcast that gives you the number one tip for going out with your toddler. Tip number one, don't bring them. <laughs> okay, well, I have two things to say about that. <laughs> yeah. One, I just saw somebody tweet or post I don't know whatever something about like going to the grocery store on a Sunday is like enough birth control for three months (laughs) (laughs) and two the uh married at first sight podcast that uh Stephanie and I listen to yes they like to talk about this one particular cocktail that they I don't want to say invented, but like somebody told them about. And it is a cocktail that is apple juice and vodka. And it's because that like the usual stuff that gets put with vodka, like grapefruit juice or orange juice can be really acidic, right? Mm -hmm. So like apple juice is a little bit like tamer or whatever on the stomach and stuff and so they they drink that occasionally and they call it the toddler (laughs) (laughs) which i just find fucking hilarious okay anyway (laughs) what's up yeah how y'all doing Uh, we back amelia how was your week it was pretty good Let's see. Nothing too exciting, I guess. Um, oh, what the fuck am I saying? This is what happens. I'm like, oh, nothing happened. I launched my business's website this week. Yeah, so you did. Let's go. Kind of a big deal, especially because I've been working on it for like a fucking year because of so many things, including executive dysfunction, <laughs> imposter syndrome, and procrastination anyway but it is it is up and you can check that out at fucktheperfectlife.com or amelia j's life solutions.com either one will take you there i like that yeah. that amelia j's life solutions.com i will probably use the other website personally <laughs> but i like that you have like a you can also go here yeah well because the name of my LLC is Amelia J's Life Solutions. Okay. I, you can't. I, well, it's not that I can't. It's that I wanted a larger umbrella for the name of my business. Yeah, makes sense. Because I use Fuck the Perfect Life particularly for like my coaching program. And so okay. in the future, I may add other programs Div- or do You may other diversify things. your p- portfolio as exactly. it were. Exactly. And so that is why. And yeah, but I do legally have like legally the name of my company is Amelia J's Life Solutions, but then I also paid for a DBA, which is a doing business Business as as, yeah. Mm -hmm. As fuck the perfect life. So yeah, you can like 
write a check to fuck the perfect life and I can deposit it (laughs) or, you know, whatever. It Uh is still a legal name. And, you know, when I first incorporated our friend Hannah said, I really like that you got an official IRS document that has the word fuck in it. I was like, I know, isn't it great? (laughs) So, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's what's up. So Mm -hmm. hardcore marketing. I feel like an influencer. It's weird. Nothing against influencers, but it just, I've always liked social media, but I've never been like super duper on it. Like Mm -hmm. creating aesthetics, like trying to make it all nice and pretty and perfect. And I'm not trying to do that now either, but like more to a degree, I guess. And so it's just, it's just interesting to market that way. So we shall see how it works and go from there. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. So there. Yeah. So what was your week like? We got some landscaping done. What else did uh, uh, some some games got announced? So that's cool. Microsoft was working really hard to make me want to either get Xbox Game Pass or an or a Xbox console, because a lot of the games that they have announced recently look real, real good, Mm. including uh, a new a new entry in the Fable franchise, which I have been waiting for for over a decade because that those those series of games are a lot of fun to me. And if I ever do uh, return to streaming it's probably gonna be one of the first things that i end up playing because i really like it so they is announced- an xbox oh, go ahead. pass like you can play xbox games like on something else or on pc primarily oh, because because gotcha. okay. it's because it's microsoft so like they're yeah. they realized uh, a few years ago to be like oh you know if we allowed games to also be played on pc but like basically you pay like a monthly fee and you can get access to all these games we would probably get more profit than if we just said hey you can only play these games on our game console even though we're a pc company mm-hmm. that's me simpl- uh, simplifying it uh yeah. oversimplifying it probably but but yeah so that i'm really excited for there's a couple of other games that like i was like eh, maybe i'll try it but we'll mm-hmm. see there's a game that they pushed really hard called starfield mm-hmm. okay. which is like this it looks like this huge sci-fi space opera epic like you can build your own ship you can explore planets it, like it, it, you may not have heard of this game it came out a while ago it's called no man's sky no. okay so the idea behind no man's sky is like it's it's a procedurally generated universe. So basically when you boot up the game, you are dropped on a planet that has been created right then, basically right then and there for you, like right before you started the game. And uh, a lot of the, the planets in there are, are as such. So it's, it's, it's got a lot of reminiscent shades of no man's sky and a couple of other games, but it is a Bethesda game. So it looks real pretty. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end up being that way when it comes out in two and a half months. Got it. Uh-huh. So if you've ever heard of games like Skyrim or mm-hmm. like Elder Scrolls, that, that those are Beth- or Fallout, those are all Bethesda games. And okay. one thing that the, the running gag is usually that they 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 are they are kind of buggy. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Well, so, something to it note. turns out better than. Uh, What's that one place? Cyberpunk. <laughs> Speaking of Cyberpunk, I'm so glad you brought that up because they <laughs> announced the DLC that's going to go live later this year as well. Oh. 
and to they help have with added some of the bugs? <laughs> um maybe I don't know but they got they got Keanu Reeves to return for it as Johnny Silverhand which like would have okay. been kind of wild if they had like burnt that bridge to the point where he was like I don't want to be back cuz he's pretty integral to the game. <laughs> yeah. Which like did we ever like we talked we talked about Cyberpunk. I don't yes. know if, if we ever like went back to it. I don't think so. I mean, I think we did an episode about it after it came out, mm-hmm. like enough time after it came out that you had played it a bit and mm-hmm. could talk about it and yeah, talk about some of the letdown and, and all of that. But I don't think we ever came back to it. OK, yeah. well, I'll touch on it in just a sec, but uh, they added Idris Elba to the cast of the game as well. So now he is playing okay. a character. So spoilers for a game that came out almost two years ago. Almost, excuse me, almost three years ago at this point, I think, because it was like September of 21, I think, mm-hmm. that it came out. But I I don't particularly like the trope, for lack of better words, that like the no, the no good ending trope. Like, I understand that not every story is a happy ending and not mm-hmm. everything runs out well. But like mm-hmm. with with the way that cyberpunk ends initially there you you get you continually get pitched this okay well these people can definitely help you so that you don't die because your character is essentially dying the entire time you're playing the game got it and no matter which option you choose you you're you're fucked either way like your character basically is like they're they're still gonna die like both options that were like fairly to mostly certain that they cure you don't work okay interesting and I'm I'm paraphrasing again because like if you want to deep dive into the games, go mm-hmm. for it by all means. I'm not saying don't play it, but I'm not a particular fan of that trope because I'm like, okay, well then, like it it doesn't feel like this. The the stakes, I guess, kind of drop out, pull the rug out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if that's the end of the story, it feels incomplete. You know, like if you're going to say that this character is dying but they don't actually die, mm-hmm. to me that feels incomplete. I'm like, so then what are they? Why? Why? If they're dying the whole time, why? Why isn't the story end with them dying? Mm-hmm. But that's just my own personal nitpick. I'm not saying that there's like you know a way to, a way ways around that. But anyway, point being is is that they're doing DLC, so your character is still dying, but is not yet dead. So there is more story to come through it. And I don't, I don't know. I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's it, I think I I'm burned to the point where like I don't think I will be getting it right away i will definitely have to like see how people are feeling about the dlc to see if it's worth my time and that's mostly why i like i i don't i personally don't like uh we're getting so far away from what the topic of this is supposed to be i personally don't like pre-ordering games i will go and find like a playthrough of it first to see if i'm interested in it like game that i'm actually telling a lot of people who are horror fans to to consider is a game called killer frequency I won't get into it too deep. We can save it for another day. But like, I, I'm not I'm I, I probably won't play it because I'm not a horror fan. Mm-hmm. But watching somebody play it was very fascinating to me. And so like I'm finding people and being like, hey, do you like horror games? Because you should probably mm-hmm. get this game. I don't mm-hmm. I think that I want that. I, it's like I want that 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 developer to succeed. You know, I'm like because okay. they I think it's a great story. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want it to be like a game that falls apart because not enough people paid attention to it. That's Got just me it. personally. 
And so unless unless it's like a series that I like, I tend to just have a lot of confidence in typically mm-hmm. like out of the park baseball or MLB, the show mm-hmm. Pokemon, even though Pokemon has been doing us dirty for a long time. <laughs> you know, that that kind of shit. I, I still like in, unless it's something like that, I'm probably not going to pre-order it. So so we'll see. Starfield, however, put out a really, really gorgeous collector's edition, which is extremely expensive. But you get a like you get a watch that's in the game that can also be essentially just like a like a like a a bluetooth connected watch oh. to your your phone interesting okay so that was kind of cool and the case that it comes in is very like nasa inspired so it's got like a latch that you pull down and then you have to turn it and then like the pistons kind of turn so that you can open oh, it up fancy yeah okay. it's, it's very fancy looking and it damn it amelia if i'm not a sucker for fancy looking <laughs> shit that i like i saw it and i was like i was kind of interested in this game but i kind of want someone to just sell the the watch and the case because mm-hmm. i kind of just want that the watch and the case because it's suck it's fucking cool but apparently it's going to be a couple hundred bucks so i don't know we'll see but yeah uh you know that's exciting and then you know i'm here to talk to you about the bm dubs so that's cool so if you will why don't you tell people what do what what was going on what's happening (laughs) so yeah we decided to get back on our boy meets world shit and our kind of selected episodes journey through the series. Mm-hmm. And last we saw uh, in this podcast, Boy Meets World, I believe that we did the episode 303, What I Meant to Say, mm-hmm. where Corey tells Topanga that he loves her, yep. like five seconds after they start dating, and um, all that jazz. Anyway, so... Now we're going to skip a bunch and go to episode 311. Mm -hmm. At this point, yeah, they've been dating and Eric's trying to get into college, sort of. And yeah, it's just like, again, it's been really hard for me to pick episodes. Like at the first season, the first couple seasons, I was like, I mean, I like it, but like it was a little bit easier to pick episodes because it was like, okay, this one feels important, like for the general, like larger story arc. This one feels important for that. This one, you know, and now it's getting harder and harder to do <laughs> because of a the importance to the larger story arc, but also just like the just like how iconic some of the episodes are. Maybe not so close to iconic, but like there are certain episodes that like get talked about a lot so yeah there's a there's a couple in here that like would have been really great 308 they decide to throw rave but instead have to throw their parents a wedding anniversary party and three of the four people from the monkeys are in that episode which is like a big deal for you know boomers Um, but I will say I heard a funny story on Hogmeade's World about that episode that maybe it wasn't this episode. I think it was a different episode because one of the monkeys plays Topanga's dad for a while in the show. Mm-hmm. And so in a later episode, I think he's on and or he's he's visiting anyway. He may be not on anymore. And I don't again, I don't remember if it was him or 
one of the other monkeys, but they were on set. But also NSYNC was on set because they, A, ABC loved to, like, shove together, like, teen. Oh, yeah. Like, things that teens love into their teen shows. Yep. But also because the actress who played Topanga, Danielle Fischel, dated Lance Bass for a really, really long time. So it's it's a whole thing. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know more about that, you can go listen to their podcast. But I will tell you this one little story because I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. That I think it was Ryder who plays uh, Sean was talking to Justin Timberlake. (laughs) You know, like you do. Yeah. And Justin was talking about like, yeah, they kind of want us to do a TV show. But I don't know. That seems really lame for like a pop band or like a band to do a TV show. And literally said that, like, right in front of one of the monkeys. <laughs> Oops. Which, if you don't know. They did a show. Yes. And, like, in fact, I think the monkeys were formed to be on this show. Like, I mm. think they formed they formed a band specifically to be on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, I just think that is... Foot in your mouth, hilarious for a 17-year-old or 18-year-old Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but moving ahead, this episode that I picked, 311, it's called City Slackers, and I, it's not an iconic episode, and to be honest, it's not like that big of a deal in, in terms of a larger story arc. But there are a couple reasons why I picked it that I will get to. But let's start with sort of the B storyline of this episode, because I feel like we can get kind of, we can get through that pretty quickly. So (laughs) in the B storyline of this episode, Eric is trying to impress a girl, a very pretty Mm -hmm. girl named Bianca. Yeah. Who is played by Julie Benz, which if you don't know that name, she, she was on Dexter for the whole run of the show and has been in other things and so when she popped up i was like who is that that's somebody i feel like that's somebody and sure enough yep somebody who went on to do um a pretty popular show so but anyway but i love how this storyline begins because eric runs up to mr turner yes after seeing him talk to this girl bianca and is like how do you know her can Uh you introduce me as if Mr. Turner is his wingman. And Mr. Turner's like, she's a student in my English class? Class? Like, <laughs> like bitch, are you serious? Right. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it's, it's really funny, I think, the way that Eric just like so stupidly is like, can you put in a good word for me? It's like, no. No. And I think even says something about, like, she's in your English class. Which makes it even better because it's like he's not, he can't even pay it. Like, it implies that he can't even pay attention long fucking enough to realize there's a hot girl in his class. Like, he's just like. And then, yeah, at the end of the conversation, Eric's like, oh, how am I doing in that, by the way? And Mr. Turner just kind of looks at him and goes like, not good. (laughs) Like. Clearly not even paying attention if you're attending. Yeah, the fact that you have you have to ask mm-hmm. is, is so funny. 
to just be like, oh, yeah, how am I doing in this class? Because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't know how he's doing in the class is like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm -hmm. That's only not your fault if the teacher's a really bad, like, grader and doesn't hand back stuff in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Which I had a college professor like that. But anyway, so anyway, he... (laughs) He finds out that she really likes jocks. She pretty much only dates jocks, guys on the sports teams. And so he tries to impress her by being like, oh, yeah, I'm totally a jock. Which can I just pause you just for a Uh second? Because I have never seen this episode. Mm hmm. But I knew that Eric was going to pull out some fucking like shenanigan ass shit. Like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a jock. I was like, motherfucker, you're not going to pick an actual like typical jock sport. You're going to pick. And I this is what I said. I was like, you're going to pick some shit like fucking billiards. (laughs) (laughs) Which is right on the money. And hilarious. But I also think like that's a pretty educated guess. Uh-huh. If you watch Boy Meets World, because there is a pool table in the back room at Chubby's. Oh, I forget so, that every time. Yeah, so <laughs> that it's maybe like somewhere in your subconscious you knew that. But that's but, that's hilarious that they were just like, you know, we we have we show we show this pool table. We should probably do an episode that features it. Uh huh. I mean, they've done a couple like they do mm. a couple episodes that like have them in that back room playing pool sometimes. But yeah, sure, yeah. generally. It's not really a plot point. It's just a good, it's just like a good uh, location. Yeah. Sometimes. So, but yeah, but the thing is, is, is he thinks of this and I think he also forgets that there's a, a pool table at Chubby's because of course they go to Chubby's because it's the only place to go for a date. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and and she's like, well, here's a pool table. You can show me, like, how good you are and whatever. And he's like, yeah, totally. Okay, cool, cool. And, you know, I feel like things would have been, like, maybe okay if he had just played by himself. Mm-hmm. Because you could maybe hide a little bit how terrible Which, you like, are. A little a qu- bit. Maybe not a little a bit. But quick, quick aside, like, mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like... Like, and maybe you can disagree with this. I feel like a, like a sport like billiards is way less of a, like a jock thing and more of like a nerd thing because of the amount of geometry and math involved. Like, yes, absolutely. I know. So I it's, don't really. So it's think even of it, funnier. I don't really think of it as a sport, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's a game, I guess. That's not to say that you can't be really good at it or that right. like it's not impressive. Um, to be really good at it or that championships like those exist and that's great and competitions and stuff like right. I'm not saying that I just like in my head I'm just like I don't get how that's a sport <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so he starts to like rack up the balls and uh our good our good friends Joey and Frankie show up the school you know. lackeys mm-hmm. <laughs> without a bully at this I moment. was gonna say is this is this is this when they're bullies without a leader right like is that the situation or or is there somebody that is like tertiary but they're not they're not featured right now well because we had oh this is post um 
yeah, this is when they no longer have somebody to, uh, because for a while, you know, it's, they're the lackeys to, um, Harley. Mm -hmm. And then Harley gets shipped off to military school. Yep. And then he gets replaced. Fun fact, he gets replaced before they, before in the show, they add a storyline that he got shipped off to military school. Yep. In one episode, they replaced him with a different actor. Just, you know, like you wouldn't notice. Totally different guy. And realized that didn't work. Yeah. Whoops. And so then shipped him off to military school and brought in uh, Adam Scott as mm -hmm. Griff, who was only in like two episodes. Not, not there often, yeah. No, he was in there like two, maybe three episodes. And his big episode is the one that he comes into, which we did before the episode where Corey joins the wrestling team and has to wrestle Joey. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, so eventually Griff... I don't I don't even remember if they explain what happens to Griff. I don't know if he gets expelled mm. or moves or yeah. no graduates say. or dies. I I don't know if they ever explain it, but he just disappears and for a while they just have Frankie and Joey around as sort of bullies, mm. more foils, I would say, because they aren't necessarily like mean i don't know anyway joey more so than frankie frankie is yeah. the uh the heart of the, <laughs> of the group gentle gentle heart giant yeah yes and that he i feel like he was brought into this life of uh petty crime and bullying because of his size mm -hmm. and as we found out in that episode his father is a famous wrestler Yes. Which will come back in another episode, at least one episode. So I think that's season four, I want to say, though. Anyway, so yeah, so they show up and they were like, you just took the table from us. Like, we were playing and left to go get food and now we're mm -hmm. back. Yeah. And Eric was like, well, I didn't know that. It didn't look claimed, like, whatever. But of course, it becomes a whole big thing that's like, okay, well, we got to duke it out. And uh, it becomes <laughs> it, it, it becomes a match, a game. I don't know what mm -hmm. you call whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. That lasts for hours, if not days. Like, the joke by the end of the episode is that it's, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. And that Eric has been, like, laying on bar stools. <laughs> basically mm -hmm. and that the reason that the this has taken so long is because nobody is sinking a shot yeah not at like all. not even on not even by accident like no nope. nothing nothing's going mm -hmm. in nothing so i think at one point one terrible <laughs> one one falls in and then pops back out yeah. i think at one point yes so there's like a whole montage of the most ridiculous like moves or whatever uh -huh. like a ball will get hit and instead of going straight it will like curve around which the way a, a ball can curve but not mm. like that yeah. at one point i think he one of them hits the cue ball and it just explodes <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah there's one where like it does go into a pocket and then just pops back out so like it doesn't make any sense 
it, it defies the laws of physics, <laughs> but that's the joke. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and the, uh, the other teacher, Eli, uh, Mr. Williams, who is in a few episodes is in this season. I feel like they tried to make him like another teacher, like Mr. Turner, mm-hmm. but with Mr. Turner and Feeney, it was just like a little much. Yeah. But he shows up and is kind of like, what? Like he, he basically is like, what the hell is happening here? Why is this happening? Why are people sticking around to watch this? Yeah. But then also he can't stop watching it. Cause like of the train wreck nature of it. So yes. it's like, you answered your own question, but yeah, that, so it's just, it's just kind of a throwaway storyline to add some, some humor and just to show Eric at his, his most brilliant. <laughs> you said it. I mean, Eric throughout the show was never like a super intelligent character. No, but at least in the beginning had some, he was, he could be clever in some ways mm-hmm. and in some ways like this is him but like, he was clever in like stupid clever, ways but then uh-huh. like it falling apart but it also and... begins i think begins one of my favorite tropes about eric or one of my favorite like bits or gags that eric does is that when he's telling her about how good at pool he is before they start playing he says something about like, yeah, he won this championship in Mexico City in 1963 or something like that, or 73 or something. like uh, before he was born, a year before he was born. Uh huh. And this is a this is a thing that happens not a lot, but enough that it's funny. Where he like talks about something being something ha- something that he did happening before he was born or. Like, because at one point later, he's like, he says something about Feeney and he's like, I've probably known Feeney like 57 years now or something. And you're like, you're 20, two years old. (laughs) Well, he does it in a way that's like he's trying to add up or like do the math in his head. And he's like, I feel like we've known each other for like, and and again, it's not, so it's not an exaggeration because I do Uh that all the time. I'm like, Uh oh man, I feel like this season of married at first sight has been 87 years long yeah (laughs) but i'm doing it to be funny eric seems to do it in like a way that he thinks it's true and you're like yeah oh honey oh sweetie but yeah i find it really funny and so then at the very end everybody else has left because this is stupid at this point it's not a train wreck worth watching anymore and finally they decide to give up and everybody leaves. And so Eric is left there alone and he hits the cue ball and it hits in such a way that it sinks every single ball. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he says something about like, just like, in just Mexico. like Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> walks out and walks out. Yeah. Just like, just so natural. Like, yep. Just like Mexico. And I do have to say, like, I do, I, I would be interested to know how they made all of those, like, shots happen. If and, I had to take yeah. a wager on it, it's probably a lot of, like, f- like fishing wire 
and I, I, or yeah, you could probably also do like mag magnetic ball situations. Mm-hmm. That's probably how they got the ball to curve in certain scenes. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen a lot of like trick shots, and I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? It's probably possible that they figured out how to get this ball to just like switch direction mid mid spin. Mm-hmm. Like, who, you know, like it, yeah. I mean, and yeah, but, there are a lot of trick shots, and it is a lot of like, yeah geometry trigonometry physics stuff that like i would not be able to figure out but like the ball popping out of the hole or whatever like that they that had to have been some sort of trick and all of them being sunk like that could have been like a very specific like okay well if you set them up specifically like this and you hit it just like this at this angle Mm -hmm. it'll work but then how many takes did it take so yeah, yeah anyway. I think it pro- for for sake of ease, it probably was like fishing wire or yeah. like invisible wire, especially for that last shot when mm-hmm. real easy to just like just basically just like have each one of them just like pull. And then when he hits it, they just pull the wire and it just, yeah. you know, yeah. causes that to happen. That'd be my guess. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not a fucking special effects artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like I'm not dying to know that information or right. like, whatever, but I just. I find that stuff interesting. So, but yeah, getting back to the the main storyline of this episode, Mr. Feeney offers up his cabin in the Poconos to Mr. and Mrs. Matthews for their yep. anniversary. And of course, there's the obligatory 90s sitcom joke about whether or not the dad remembered their anniversary. And which like yeah say about that but what i do like about it is that he sort of pretends like he doesn't or he didn't remember but then by the end of the conversation he's like well we can't go to the cabin this weekend because i already have plans made Mm -hmm. and i i do think that that was real i don't feel like it was supposed to be a like oh we can't go to the cabin because i made these plans that i haven't actually made because yeah, I think if I, that was I, the case, they would have just gone to the cabin. Yeah, I honestly, I I hate that trope even more where it's mm-hmm. like, because I've seen that a couple of times where like, oh, yeah, I uh, I already had plans. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And then you see like, them like scrambling to make something up. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I dislike that more than just like the, the trope of them just flat forgetting. Yeah. Because right. it just so, is like. So at least just, this was a twist on it of like, yeah. I'm going to pretend like I forgot for a second, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know. It just conveys this like sense of like marriage being this chore for like male male people. Then yeah. it just doesn't. Right. I don't know. It just it just it, to me, it just feels kind of grody. So I'm glad that they they circumvented it. Yeah. So. So, yeah. And and Corey and Sean are studying at the kitchen table during this conversation. And at first, they're the only ones in the room, and they see mm-hmm. Feeney knocking at the door, and Sean's kind of like, I can't get away from Feeney. And I'm like, you fucking know that he lives next door, dude. Like, if you wanted to get away from him, why did you go study at Corey's house? Because he even says something about, like, you know what I liked? You know why I like studying at your house? No, Feeney. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> He's literally, okay. Right. And, and, like, even with some of the like continuity issues of this show where like 
it's not clear for a while that Sean and Corey have been best friends for a really, really long time. At this point, we're in the middle of season three. At this point, that's been pretty firmly established. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like an episode in the beginning of season one where it's like, oh, I've never been to your house before because we're not best friends yet or whatever. No, like at this point, that history has been solidified as we've been friends for a very long time. So, you know, Feeny lives next door. Mm-hmm. You're not that stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, and and so he finally lets him in and um, is like, oh, did you come over here to rag on me about my grades or like that I'm studying or whatever? And he's like, no, this has nothing to do with you. Basically, like <laughs> not everything's about you. Basically, yeah, like, Get out of my face, bitch. But then he does stand next to the table for a second and says like something about how like he's clearly been doing a lot of studying and he picks up his history book and it's still in the cellophane and Sean says yeah it gets more in the resale value that way (laughs) ah funny which yeah yeah I just yeah anyway but so then yeah he leaves the key and says like hey Mr. and Mrs. Matthews if you want to use the cabin in another weekend like that's fine like i'll leave the key like you can use it another time that's totally cool or whatever and you know there's this whole conversation about like oh i did think you still had that or do you get up there much and feeny's like no i don't go very often and i'm thinking of selling it because i don't get up there very much and and he's like but for now like you know you want to use it that's cool so and then he leaves and then the parents leave and sean says something about like did you know about this or whatever like did you know that he had this cabin and Corey was like yeah i think he and his wife had it and sean was like wife like what the mm-hmm. fuck and Corey's like yeah i don't know much about it i know that he was married a long time ago i'm not really sure what happened mm-hmm. and what i love about that conversation is like because they've been neighbors for so long, like Corey does know these like little things about Feeny and is like a little more comfortable with him. Like clearly throughout the show, we've seen him like, again, Feeny is a foil to Corey and vice versa, Mm -hmm. but just sort of like the way the nonchalance with which he's just like, yeah, I know that he used to be married. I don't really know much about it, but like, yeah. Oh, whatever and doesn't really have an opinion about it it's just like I don't know it's just interesting to me and then especially with what happens later so then Sean is like well we should go up there mm-hmm. like it's up in the mountains there's gonna be snow bunnies <laughs> gross and I think it's really interesting because Sean talks about like we could go up there and like meet hot skiing ladies and at no point does like at no point does anybody say anything about Corey meeting a girl up there just but they also don't like make it really really obvious that it's only for sean and mm-hmm. they never mentioned topanga the whole episode so it's super weird to me and makes me wonder if it was aired out of order yeah that's a fair play because 
spoiler alert, they do break up. No? Well, based on the code, based on the number code, it's not. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah. So, but again, it's like, it's, it's, it's never really talked about either way. So it's not, it doesn't feel like, oh, we're going up there to both meet girls and Corey would be doing something he shouldn't. It never Mm -hmm. feels like that. Um, But it is worth noting that she also never gets mentioned (laughs) of like, oh yeah, I should tell her that I'm going to be gone for the weekend or like anything. One of those things where you're just like, "Mm, did they forget in the writing room or what? Like 100%. So, so yeah, Sean steals the key and they get bus tickets up there, out there. I don't really know where the Poconos are. (laughs) And, I mean, they're in, they're in Pennsylvania, so. Okay. I thought they were in Pennsylvania. I just didn't know where, I guess. So mm-hmm. anyway, so they, they arrive at the cabin. Well, and, and as they're preparing to go, Sean says something about like, yeah, I just checked the weather this morning. It said like the mountains will be covered with a fresh blanket of snow. And they get up there. It's clearly dark outside. It's clearly snowing pretty bad. Mm-hmm. A park ranger ha- has somehow helped them get to the cabin just these two kids <laughs> yeah i know again i'm like these guys are like 15 did nobody notice real, that yeah real quick 15 uh, year old boys are just like on their own okay cool 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 yeah real real quick this this takes place in philly doesn't it yes okay so then it's it's like directly north it's like just below scranton pennsylvania okay it's like the poconos region so it's like allentown is like directly south of it scranton is directly north of it got it okay so it's like at least according to Google. So yes, okay. if anyone is uh, of the particular region out there and wants to to be like you bitches, you don't know shit about the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I don't know shit about the Poconos. Let um, us know. So yeah, and they they have this conversation with the ranger about like <laughs> fucking brother cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's like, how do you know Feeney? And they're like, one of them says we're brothers, and one of them says we're cousins and then they're like we're brother cousins and the park ranger is like no need to explain i come from mountain people myself (laughs) (laughs) oh boy okay anyway and then you know like asks them like do you know how to turn the electricity on and the water and stuff and they're like duh and you know after he leaves Sean's like, what the fuck, man? All you do is just, like, flip a switch, which that's not what he was asking, because a cabin like that, you generally turn the electricity and the water off when you're not there. Right. But anyway, so, and they ask, you know, like, how far is it to the nearest ski resort or ski mountain? And he's like, oh, it's like two miles. And they're like, the fuck? What? Like how what what did we what did we get ourselves into basically? Mm-hmm. Um and then he says something about like, well, I gotta go. I gotta go. Something about like, isn't he gonna like watch TV or something? I can't remember now, but it's like, I'm gonna go back and watch TV with my friend Moose. And they're like, Oh, who's Moose? And he's like, He's a moose. <laughs> and you're like, uh-huh, cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> So yeah, so they they get inside and realize that they don't know shit about how to 
deal with this cabin and so they're like mm-hmm. cold and they like they're like well we don't even know how to get to the ski mountain like this was this was poor planning oh no it wasn't storming outside there's like no snow that's what it is okay it's just very late at night i was gonna say i was uh, like um i couldn't yeah. remember exactly yeah, but you're right because then they say something about like it doesn't matter if we get to the ski resort or not because there's no snow mm-hmm. and Corey's like yeah what's up with that man you said that the weather reports that there'd be snow and Sean is like yeah the weather report says the Rocky Mountains will be covered with snow <laughs> and uh-huh. Corey goes the Rocky Mountains are out west and Sean is like that's a name I thought it was a description oh lord oh i can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) and so he basically is like no different place thousands of miles away Mm -hmm. and yeah while they're figuring this out who shows up but mr feet (laughs) <laughs> and the best part is is that like they hear someone at the door and yeah. so they both get like weapons but by weapons i mean like the objects around them that they can find exactly <laughs> so they're standing there like ready to pounce like yeah anyway like the tiny babies they are <laughs> tiny mr. babies feeny. and mr feeny is there and he's like basically like what the hell is going on and so you know it it comes out that like they snuck up there and that at first Corey Corey tries to be like oh yeah my parents decided to come after all and we rushed ahead to like make it look nice and surprise (laughs) them and Feeney's like no I'm not buying it (laughs) and so yeah eventually he's like well I'm gonna you know obviously I don't think he says anything about calling their parents because I don't think he can like I don't think Mm -hmm. there's a phone there and I think that we're supposed to think or they said something about like making excuses about like you know sleeping over at each other's houses or whatever right so their parents aren't aren't worried that they're gone but yeah so he's like are you gonna take us back home and Feeney's like it's way too late like I'm we're not doing that we're staying here for the night right and he's like and there's only one bed (laughs) and the guys are like oh damn and Sean's like I'll flip you for it and he like starts to flip a coin and Feeney just like catches it and like he goes you look down and looks at it so that nobody else can see it and he's like you lose (laughs) (laughs) which I have to say like there's a couch, so at least someone gets, especially for a 15-year-old boy, like, who cares, whatever, a couch. Mm-hmm. But the third person probably has to sleep in, like, an armchair. So it's not great. But again, they're 15. They'll get over it. I slept in a van at 18. So anyway, um, that's a different story. <laughs> so yeah, so they, you know, this is interspersed with the other storyline as as is the way mm-hmm. so at one point you know they come back to the scene and they've clearly eaten some dinner 
of some kind. Feeney must have brought food. Mm-hmm. He said he had come up there to like start packing up some stuff to take home because he was going to put it on the market. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they eat dinner and, you know, kind of joke around and Sean is like, well, what is there to do up here? And Beanie's like, well, I'm going to read. And so he starts balancing a spoon on his nose and you find out that this is something Sean does all the time and tries to break his own record. And, Feeney is just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't, you have so much like knowledge around you and you don't take advantage of it, basically. And he sort of says it like, yeah, like your generation. Mm-hmm. Talking about tr- your generation, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically like, Corey tries to get Feeney to talk a little bit, sort of like, you know, tell us something about you. Yeah. And he says something about, like, well, my friends would tell you that I also hate doing dishes, because they said something about hating doing dishes. He's like, I also hate doing dishes, so I leave that to you boys, or whatever. And Fucking got him. Yep. So they start to do the dishes, but Corey accidentally drops Feeney's watch down the drain, because Feeney had taken his watch off and put it next to the sink when he was, like, washing hands or something Uh and you know you can tell that it's an accident fucking fucking schrodinger's watch though and i saw that and i was like oh shit (laughs) yeah so Corey's like really apologetic you can tell it was an accident and you can tell that feeney is upset but also recognizes that it's an accident yeah so that He's not, he doesn't really get mad at them. Right. He's just kind of like, oh my gosh, look out. And then it goes down the drain and he's like, well, it's just a watch. It's okay. And, and yeah. And then he goes back to reading and they feel really bad and are doing the dishes. And yeah, then eventually they all go to bed and at, at some point Corey wakes up and Sean is sitting. Oh. I'm sorry, I skipped something. It's okay, it happens. During all of this going on, Sean is just kind of like, why is Feeney always on my case? Like, that's sort of his thesis throughout the episode. It's like, why mm-hmm. is Feeney always on my case? And so he finally just kind of has had it, and he confronts Mr. Feeney and kind of says, like, why do you hate me? And Mr. Feeney's like, what? I don't hate you. And he's like, well, you're always on my case. You're always, like, like telling me I could do better. You're always, like, you know, telling me how bad I've done and, like, all these things. And Feeney kind of says, like, well, when I see, when I see somebody who's, like, not living up to their potential, it frustrates me. And that's why I'm always on your case, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of was like, well, what do you know about me? And like, you know, what do you mean? How do you know I have potential and stuff like that? And Feeney kind of says like, well, yeah, well, what do you know about me? And Sean is basically like, I don't know anything. He's pretty much just like, you're a teacher. You have this cabin. Like, I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. anything about you. And Mr. Feeney proceeds to like rattle off all these things about like, his parents and how many times Sean moved around as a kid before settling there and 
like all these different things. And Sean says like, oh, so you memorized my file, like my student file. And Feeney was like, well, yes, I read it. Um, and he's like, but you also, you know, your favorite band is the Counting Crows. And I think he says something else that you wouldn't get from a student file. And you can tell that Sean is kind of stumped. Like, why does he know all this about me? Mm-hmm. And says something about like, do you know this much about all of your students? And Feeney just kind of like sits there for a second and then goes, no, I don't. And so, you know, on a, in a real life scenario, you'd be like, well, that's not great. (laughs) Um, But in a show like this, the point is to be, it's supposed to be heartwarming Mm -hmm. that like Sean and Corey are special to Mr. Feeney in some way, if only because of proximity. And so spends more time with them outside the classroom, even if it is in passing mostly. So yeah. But then yeah, so eventually they go to bed. Corey wakes up in the middle of the night and sees that Sean is sitting in the armchair reading the book that Feeney had been reading earlier. And Corey's like, you're reading? <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's been replaced. <laughs> and Sean explains, this is Feeney's diary. Like, I'm, I wanted to see, I wanted to know what this book was that he was so interested in, and it's his diary. And so I'm reading about it, or I'm reading it, and of course, Corey, like, freaks out in his neurotic way of, like, oh my god, you can't be reading his private stuff, like, you can't do that, and whatever. And Sean is like, it was here. And, but then also Corey is like, like what's in it like yeah are we in yeah <laughs> wants to know if he's in it wants to know the tea and sean says something about like yeah reading it me and feeney are more alike than i would have thought and so reads a passage about when he and his wife like when he called in he played hooky from work And he and his wife snuck up to the cabin for a long weekend. And it says something about, like, we never saw the ski hills or something like that. And it's like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, I feel like Corey says something like, oh, Feeney, (laughs) you dog, which is just so fucking hilarious to me. But anyway, and and then they Corey takes the book and like flips forward and starts reading a passage. And it's about his wife giving him the watch Oof. and there's this like beautiful passage because of course Feeney's a good writer that has something says something about like this watch you know will tell time or whatever like something about the watch telling time but it will also show only this one moment in time as he sees his wife's face reflected in the watch face and it's like okay thanks yeah um tell me more about how i fucked this up yeah so they don't talk a lot about the fact that feeney had a wife at some point but Mm -hmm. they mention it enough that you i think what you're supposed to think is that he had this wife who died young and Mm -hmm. that he never remarried yeah there are a few points throughout the show where he 
thinks about dating or does date, but it is definitely a like, I, you know, I had the great love of my life already. I don't, I'm not looking to replace that kind of a vibe, which spoiler alert, he does get married again, but not till the very, very like end of the show almost to his actual wife. So that's a story for another time. So, um, but yeah, in the, in the morning, (laughs) oh God, in the morning, Sean comes running inside, not Sean, Corey comes running inside and is like, do you have a flashlight? And like, I forget what he asks for. And Feeney immediately is like, what did you guys do? Like what Mm -hmm. shenanigans, trouble, law breaking did you guys get yourselves into? And eventually Sean runs in, in his like long underwear, (laughs) pajamas basically. And is very dirty, and Feeney immediately is like, "What the hell?" Figures out that they were that Sean was in the septic tank. So yep. I Oof. gross, and that you know he he's mad. He's like, "What were you doing? You're dripping on the rug," and Sean just kind of like holds out the watch, like we i did it to th- for this like i did it for you basically <laughs> I, did it. I did it for the watch <laughs> yeah and feeny kind of again kind of stops him in his tracks and you you can tell that he's trying to like am i mad am i grateful mm-hmm. is this sweet am i mad <laughs> like just you know and he takes the watch and he's like i never thought i'd see this again and puts it on which i'm like dude it's covered in well whatever who cares <laughs> get it cleaned. cleaned anyway and and then he says something about like why did you do this and sean was like well it seemed really important to you and like says something about like getting it from his wife and mm-hmm. feeney immediately picks up and goes like so you read a book huh and Sean was like, yeah, I did. And you can tell that it's sort of this moment of like, again, I maybe could be mad that you read my diary, but I'm also grateful that you read a book. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you got this watch back for me and that your heart is in the right place. And so, yeah, after that, there's a scene in the Matthews kitchen uh, with the boys sitting there and Mr. and Mrs. Matthews and Mr. Turner there. Because <laughs> Sean is living with Turner at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, basically all like, what were you guys thinking? Like, are you stupid? Um, and all these things. And and Feeney kind of says something about like, yeah, what they did wasn't great, but they're good guys. Their hearts are in the right place. And you're like, Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and and then Feeney's about to leave and the boys are like, "Can we like say something to Feeney?" and they're like, "Quickly." So they follow him out into the backyard and they mm-hmm. kind of like apologize again and um Feeney says something about like, "Well, I'm pulling for you guys." <laughs> He's like, "Just smile and nod a lot. Don't argue." <laughs> 
which I just, I love, I love this moment of Beanie being like on their side. Yeah. Because Feeny is usually like on like, the other side of on it. The, yeah. On the parent side. Or like there have been times where the parents aren't on Feeny's side necessarily. There's an early, early, early episode where Mr. Matthews keeps Corey up really late to watch baseball. And Feeny and Alan kind of have like a disagreement about it. Right. So it isn't always like the adults versus the kids, which I yeah. appreciate. But um, but yeah, I really liked this moment where Feeny was like on their side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can hear Alan yelling from the kitchen, we're not finished with you yet. <laughs> Sean gives uh or I think they follow him out there to give him back his key. He's like, you'll need this key when you sell the cabin. And Feeney says something about like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready to sell it quite yet. Mm -hmm. And then Sean gives him his spoon back (laughs) because he apparently took it home with him by accident after having it stuck on his nose all evening. And and as the boys go back inside, Feeney takes the spoon and puts it on his nose and Mm -hmm. goes and stands there for a second as it hangs there. And he's like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) which i just fucking love and yeah that's basically where the episode ends but Mm -hmm. um yeah i guess i picked this episode because i think it's a it's a really it's one of the first times that we really get to see anything personal about mr feeney right and and also the moment of Sean relating to Mr. Feeney uh, at first confronting him and then realizing like that he had, he had the situation all wrong and that he, he does seem to care about him. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I just, I, I picked this episode because I thought it was a really um, nice, nice growth for those characters. Yeah. Um, And and yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, I liked this episode, even though, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't remember a whole lot about my original watch throughs of, of some Boy Meets World episodes. So mm-hmm. there was just a couple of things that I think I picked up on that, like, I was like, mm, I wonder if I'm right about this. And then I was like, mm, yeah, I was or no, I wasn't. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I, I, I mean, I, I could kind of figure that, like, he wasn't going to walk away with this girl as his girlfriend. But, like... Oh, Eric, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that that was an example of be, being, like... Wouldn't it be funny if, like, the end of the episode, she, like, she, like, wanted to date him anyway? You know? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, so I was, she I was, was really unimpressed. <laughs> yes. Super and justifiably unimpressed. Yeah. But, no, it was good. I... Thought it was a, it was, I, I was going to, I was actually going, that was one of the things that I was going to ask is like, what made you choose this particular, this episode? So you answered that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't have any questions or anything. I thought it was great. Fantastic job. 
I will say that I did t- tell you off uh, <laughs> off recording that I had something that I wanted to, to tell you about, and then I forgot to bring it up. But I remembered oh, in time yes. for the I, end of the podcast. I too, until just now. <laughs> so, uh, so we got a news article about T Pain being at an Urban Outfitters ahead of his tour in Wisconsin. Okay. Because there is a song that he has that's called I Can't Believe It, I believe, and where he tries to rhyme uh, Log Cabin with Wisconsin, but he can't. <laughs> so he, he he rhymes it with Wisconsin. Oh, no. Sorry. The song is just called Can't Believe It, not I Can't Believe It. So okay. Correct. But yeah, so uh, it, it's basically him ta- like singing about, and I don't know if there's a music video to it. That'd be very kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. singing about like what he wants to do for this girl. And he's like, I will put you up in a log cabin way up in Wisconsin. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, that's so he made, he made a whole tour called the Escape from, <laughs> Escape from Wisconsin tour. And it's, it comes to Milwaukee. <laughs> Are you serious? That's what this tour is called? Yes! (laughs) Amelia has put her head in her hands. Sorry, put a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. I was incorrect. Okay, well, that's like, that rhymes a little bit better, but it still doesn't pronounce Wisconsin right. It's so funny. So it it cooks it kicks off in Milwaukee uh today, I believe. Uh or no, sorry, yesterday, excuse me. Okay. And then it's makes then it's gonna make stops in Michigan, Illinois as well. But I will send you this uh this article, which is extremely short. It's really just like a couple of words. I just but yeah. He was at an Urban Outfitters and he did a merch collab so you could get Wisconsin merch uh with Urban Outfitters. And he took some pictures and got gave away some tour swag. And that's it. So there you go. Funny, funny. Put you in a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Apparently today, uh, today as of this recording, not the day uh-huh. this comes out. Right. Is T-Pain Day in Milwaukee. Yeah. It's I think he, yeah, he got a T-Pain Day. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I, I miss when I miss, I miss when he was like like not to say that he isn't now, but like I miss when he was like big on Twitch because like he would just go off on people and it they were just very, very high quality streams. Anyway. That's that's crazy. funny that's crazy. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's mm-hmm. oh my god. And it's such a short tour as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! For tickets, go to www.wisconsin.co. <laughs> I kind of wish that I had told you about this like a while ago, because I've known about this. When did I this might song? I might have wanted to come for Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. So this this so this fucking song came out in two thousand and eight. Oh damn! So this is an like yeah. So it's not like it's a recent That's song a, or anything. That, that makes it even weirder. Like he's gonna pull out this song from a really long time ago. Okay, but yeah, this tour: Decatur, Illinois. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Detroit, Chicago, Denver, D.C., New York, Boston, Atlanta, 
and the North Dakota State Fair. Mm-hmm. Which, if you know me, you know that I love the Minnesota State Fair. Uh-huh. And that it's huge. It's like yep. the biggest fair in the country. Mm-hmm. By attendance. Anyway, the North Dakota State Fair is nothing to write home about. (laughs) I've never been, but everything that I know about it is that it's not a big deal. It's pretty small for a state fair, and it is really mainly about 4-H and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just I just love that that's the final stop on his tour is Minot, North Dakota, North Dakota State Fair. And that's the other thing is that the North Dakota State Fair is in fucking Minot, which is mm-hmm. not a very big town on almost the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly convenient to go yeah. for this large statewide event. Mm hmm. I just want you to know, Amelia, uh, that I have added the uh, music video breakdown for Can't Believe It by T-Pain oh to our Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if there was a music video. And I, I just checked like three seconds of it. And I was like, no, nah, we got to talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that so, sounds perfect. So, yep. um, yeah, so yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, coming up for y'all and what else is coming up is is i didn't make up a theme song for it so this is amelia what the fuck is this i'm going a little bit out out of order um mostly because this is the part of the episode where i find something for amelia to watch and i don't give any context but uh i will give i I will have context that i will say after the fact because i i think i know what's gonna happen here but anyway oh no okay I've actually seen this. Yep, that's what I was gonna that's that was the context. I was like, I was pretty sure that you had seen it, but Ooh. it was the one it was the one that you picked and I was like, I gotta I gotta use it. So Okay. So the con- yeah, is- the context for that was that I was like, I'm pretty sure you have seen this one, so it was kind of a concession Got it. off it. But go on. Yeah, no, I, I do like it though. It it starts with clearly someone filming a television that is showing the Disney Channel original movie classic, Halloween Town. I don't know which one. There are multiple Halloween Town movies. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen one. People my age fucking love these movies. I, I never saw these movies. I'm very sorry. But <laughs> I did watch a lot of Disney Channel at this particular time, so I can recognize it. I definitely recognize Kimberly J. Brown, the star of uh, Halloween Town. I like I still have. Do you ever do you have like like little audio tracks in your head that just like randomly pop up sometimes that just like, oh, I can hear like a this, fucking like, like a fucking hit clip. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Where like you just hear like you can hear the announcer on a commercial or like. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but I can I can just like hear so vividly in my head mm-hmm. the like Disney Channel like voiceover for how like Town. and up next Kimberly J Brown in Quince because <laughs> she, she was in a movie called Quince. Anyway, okay. So yes, I I know who this is, um, and it is a clip from this movie, one of those movies. Her saying like I'm in control of my own future, and it doesn't include you. And then it cuts to this shot of a of a boy um, 
behind fire. So it looks mm-hmm. really uh, creepy and uh, yikes, Satanist. shall we say? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, no, it's not, but it just looks creepy. And then it cuts to a present day uh, Kimberly J. Brown. Oh. With her eye line, like, looking at it, probably looking at the TV, and mm-hmm. goes like, well, well, this is awkward, as a gentleman walks behind her through the shot. Mm-hmm. And this is funny, if you know, because she's, I think, married now? Engaged at one point, I don't know if they've gotten married yet, to this co-star from mm-hmm. Halloween Town. Daniel Daniel Kuntz. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and they didn't start dating like during this movie. I don't think. I think they like reconnected later, mm-hmm. randomly, and and started dating and are now engaged slash married. And so, it, it, yeah. So this is. Do a you happen to know what the J in her name stands for? I do not. It stands for Jean. Jean. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing with Jean. <laughs> anyway. I'm not, I'm not surprised. That's a pretty common middle name and first name. Hi, Jan. Mm, hello. So, yeah, no. About her, her, I love her face too because she kind of makes this like grimace, like, well, that's awkward. I There's this video evidence of me telling this guy that he's not part of my future and, oh! There he is in my house. (laughs) Whoop, whoop, there he is. (laughs) Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's, but it's super cute. And if you didn't know, now you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you want to tell them where, tell everybody where they can find us if you want to? Yeah, so you can find Sherrick at ablacksparrow.com and that will link you to all the things. You can find me at Shake Meets World or Fuck the Perfect Life on all of the things and dot com. Yeah, and if you want to reach out to the pod, you can do that at, at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Instagram or at, an, at gmail.com to email us. Yeah. Oop. Well, you know. I feel like we may have talked a little too long. Yeah, it's telling us we're about to hit the limit on your voicemail. So I'll tell you next week about a woman who makes dreams of making just enough money to confidently put her rent on autopay. Bye! Bye!